Warning, the following podcast may prove to be informative and educational, but it is guaranteed to be entertaining. Welcome to Trivial Warfare, the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oakes. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan and I am here today with Chris. Hello, Chris. Hey, Jonathan. How are you today, sir? It's good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you, too. It's been a while. Yes, it has. All right. Here today with Ben. Hello, Ben. Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, welcome back. Thanks, man. You've been uh, you've been on the road lately. I've been on the road. Go- been, been to Cali a few times. and yeah. It's been, been kind of nice with him gone, hadn't it, Chris? A little bit. You know? yeah. yeah. He was going back to Cali. <laughs> I don't think Trust so. Trust me, it's been nice not seeing you, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. We are joined today with two guests. First up is Sally Newman. Hello, Sally. Hi there. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Where are you from? What do you do? Uh, I live in Seattle, uh, and I am a mental health counselor. Do you really um, live in Seattle? I was just in Seattle. I do. Oh, yeah, I know. For Geek Bowl, right? That's right. We didn't... You were... So you were there? Yeah, Sabrina and I were there together. We were on a team. So, yeah, we didn't run into each other, but that's great. Uh, So did you have a good time at Geek Bowl? Oh, yeah, I loved it. And it was cool to see Ken Jennings. It was really neat. That was cool. So I don't know. We didn't mention that. But uh, Ken Jennings was there. Oh, okay. Yes. Was he like a rock star there? He was actually on stage doing doing like an introductory thing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. In the enough. audience, he was like overrun. And actually, because you know, he lives in Seattle, um, I sat like across from him at a restaurant the other night, a restaurant my girlfriend works at. She like sent me a screenshot of the reservations and she was like, did you make a reservation as Ken Jennings as a joke? <laughs> and I was like, no. And she's like, well, he's actually coming here the same time you are. And I was like, no way. And she's like, he's not sitting next to you right now, but I'm going to switch it. And I was like, yes. Oh, that is awesome. Did you, did you go talk so to him? Cool. Oh, he actually, I talked to her. Yeah. I tried to like play it cool. I was like, no, oh, Ken Jennings, you know, like whatever, like not going to like talk to him and let him sit with his wife. And he was like, oh, hey, Sally. And I was like, oh, hello, Ken. <laughs> See you <Awesome>. there. <laughs> that's so amazing cool. all right and we are also joined by sabrina fritz another jeopardy alum hello sabrina hi jonathan it's great to have you here tell us a little bit about yourself where are you from what do you do uh well i live in chicago originally from missouri and i work at a patent contracting office uh, so you're kind of so, like Einstein. Is that basically what I'm not hearing? quite pre Einstein? Einstein, I guess. Well, so. Einstein was still Einstein before he was Einstein. If you know what I mean. <laughs> no, so we can I, expect I lost. we Sorry, can expect I, great things mean? from you. I yes. Think. Okay. There we go. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us today. We have a you big bet. moment that's about to happen, guys. All right. You guys know what's what, up. You, you healed your foot? No, my, my my shin. Your shin. No, it's not healed at all. It's no. actually still pretty bad. But not good. we've reached a milestone. So you guys know we've been working on Patreon. We People have been supporting the show and donating and really helping us out. And we've reached the $1,000 a month milestone. Wow. Oh, snap. Woo-hoo. So that is literally, that's the big milestone that gets us to the point where we are now fully breaking even for all of the stuff that 
I do. That I spend any of the trips I take for different things to go to different podcasting conferences and all that. Breaking even, awesome. Not losing money at all anymore. That's great. That's amazing. That's awesome. Thank you so much, all you listeners. Yes, that doesn't mean we're still trying to grow. Obviously, I want to get to the point where we're profitable and everything's wonderful. But this is a big milestone, and one of the things that I promised as a goal for the captain tier and above was a big drawing on a quarterly basis once we reach this tier. So it's time to deliver on that promise. All right. Every quarter from here on out, as long as we're above the thousand dollar mark, I'll be giving away a prize of a value somewhere between three and four hundred dollars. So wow. when we draw the name, I'm going to contact that person, find out what it is that they would like in that price range, order it for them, ship it off to them, and, and that'll be it. all theirs. That's it. That's theirs. Wow. And we're going to do that every quarter. My goodness. So four times a year. Man. Awesome. Awesome. Very awesome. I'm ready impressed. to do it. Let's well, do this. Let's give somebody something. Big okay. money, no whammies. Got my numbers here. I've been shaking them up. I will hold them above Chris's head. And I had this a Tampa Bay Rays hat. We need like dramatic music. I gave music. you this hat as a matter of Pick fact. Pick one Chris. number, my friend. We need All dramatic right. music like. <laughs> Jonathan, the number is 54. 54. The 54th Massachusetts. All right. Put it back in there. <laughs> Bring it back in there. So who is the lucky number 54, Jonathan? 54. Number 54. Number 54 has been on the show before. Really? Yes. Joshua Winrick. Oh, wow. wow. Joshua awesome. Winrick is our winner. Congrats. Woo-hoo. That is awesome. Josh, I'll be reaching out to you, man, and finding out what you want, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to bring you on so you can we can just talk about what you picked and why. And uh, I think that's awesome. So congratulations, congratulations to Josh Winrick. Yes. Josh, tell him what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, guys. So we actually have Josh on the line right now. Uh, I'm editing this in, magic of editing and all that. So Josh, hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Jonathan. How are you? Man, I am freaking awesome. I'm so excited to talk to you right now. So you just won. Everybody just heard me pick the number out of the hat. It was a Tampa Bay Rays hat, by the way. Uh, So you were number 54, and that means you're the winner of our first big giveaway. This is going to be a quarterly giveaway, but you're the first winner. Did you know that we were doing the drawing uh, on that day? I I did know. Uh, I guess the fact that it was April 1st uh, never really occurred to me. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Until you shot me the message saying, guess what? And I've already had fallen for an earlier gag. So I was I was not prepared to, to actually make this a real win. And I thought you were just just doing an April Fool's gag on me. Oh, my couldn't, God. Couldn't believe it. There is no way. No way would I do that. That would be horrible. <laughs> I'm so excited. You've been listening to the show for a while now, and as we've grown and as more and more people have joined us and started supporting us financially, it's it's a big deal, right? And even though I'm trying to turn this into something that's sustaining, something that could actually be a full-time business, I still kind of feel weird about doing it on the backs of donation. It's, uh, I, I hear you. It, it's hard to basically ask for money. And so one of the things that I felt really good about was saying, once we get to a certain point, I'm going to give back. 
and this is one of our first chances and one of our best chances to really do this. So the prize here is a max of $400, and you're going to get to pick what it is that you want me to spend that money on. You might want, you might want new fishing poles. <laughs> or you might want a new Xbox 360, or you might want to donate it to charity. I, I don't know. But whatever you tell me to spend that money on is what I'm going to spend that money on. Before I, you know, before we get further, I just want to say that I've, I've happily donated uh, being a, a TWA captain, and then I decided to actually promote myself and be a lieutenant colonel recently. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's, uh, it's wonderful to, to listen to your podcast and to, and to hear you and Chris Carmela and Ben, and I've I've happily donated and will continue to happily donate. I never expected to to receive something of this magnitude, and I think it's just simply awesome. And it shows the the devotion of your followers, and it shows how uh, how you've grown Trivial Warfare. And uh, I can only expect uh, great things to continue from uh, from this point on. I appreciate that. Thank you. All uh, right, Josh. So so tell me, man, what do you want? What? Well, I get to be you know, Santa what? Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> well, my uh, my Santa Jonathan, I I thought maybe uh, you know when you first said it, a, a nice PlayStation Four with with uh, SquareSoft teasing us with the new release of uh, Final Fantasy VII. I thought maybe that might be a nice gift, but uh, I think I went away from that, and I'm going to have you buy me something that. Uh, that supports my other great love of running. Ooh. And yes, uh, I really would like a set of wireless headphones, the uh, the Beats by Dre. You know, it's, it's very, uh, I guess it's very awkward. You know, I have a pair of wire headphones that I have to, you know, thread through my, uh, my shirt. And uh, a set of wireless headphones would really make things a lot easier when I'm listening to my music or listening to your podcast on my runs. Are they the uh, Power Beats 3? Yes. Oh, dude, that's only $144. You got more to spend. Well, you got a freaking get, you got a you got a um a shopping spree. <laughs> yeah. I don't really think I need anything other than that. And I figure uh, maybe the rest can go to the uh, to the podcast. Are you sure? Don't don't be modest or humble here. I'm serious. This is this is this is your money. It's However my, you uh, want to spend it. Yeah, I think I'm good, Jonathan. I think that would be a uh, fine gift, and uh, I would happily take that. All right, Josh. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for participating. Thank you for being a warhead, and congratulations. I'm I'm really stoked. Thank you, Jonathan. I'll just say that I. I usually never win in these contests. So again, uh, the fact that I did win is just extremely surprising and extremely exciting. And uh, I'm happy to support and keep doing great things. Thank you, Josh. All right, guys. Thank you to everybody who's donating. And if you now there was only there was less than a hundred names. Okay. So your chances of winning, they're not decent. fantastic, but they're pretty good. That's decent odds. So if you want to get in on that drawing next time, that's at the captain level and above on our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash TWA. Nice. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, guys. Yes, Jonathan. I think it's time to warm it up, Chris. Okay. It's time to warm it up. A trivial warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA. 
and that's Chris, and sometimes Jonathan. All right, so we have a listener-submitted question as I open up my phone to get to it. And this listener-submitted question is by one Mr. Andrew Brown. Thank you, Andrew. Andrew was asking us, he wants to give he wants us to give the top ten most watched TV finales in the United States. So Sally, I'll let you go first. Yeah, can I ask if there's like a like a time frame? Is this recent or this is of all time. It is all after time, all 1940. All time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say Friends. Friends, number six on the list, was 65.9 million people. Well done. All right. Sabrina, you're up next. I'm going to go with the one that I think is number one on this list, which is MASH. MASH is 100% number one on this list. Well done. And. Nice. That finale usually makes me tear up every time I watch it anyway. So, And as Jonathan can attest, I don't cry at much stuff, but that makes me tear up a little bit. All right. I'll make sure Angie knows. Yep, fair enough. Anyway, Jonathan, you're up. I remember. Do you remember the time? No, okay. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, I was about to jam, man. I remember that MASH broke the record set by The Fugitive. And so I'm going to say The Fugitive. The Fugitive, number four on the list, was $78 million. Well done, good sir. Oh. All right, Ben. A couple guesses in my mind. Um, I'm going to go with Seinfeld. Seinfeld, oh, number five on the list, was 76.3. Everybody is pitching perfect so far. Well nice. done. It's a lot of people. All right, Sally. Oh, Seinfeld was my guess. I'm for sure going to be the one who's not pitching perfect now. Uh, but <laughs> Way to go, Ben. <laughs> Jeez. God, Ben. No longer hashtag Team Ben. We've eliminated one Team Ben person. Boom. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Let me think. Okay, so I would say then, um, I'm going to go with Happy Days. Happy Days, I'm sorry, is not on the list, Sally. I knew it. All right. Sabrina, what do you think? All right. I have a guess, and if it's right, I think Sally's going to be a little upset. Uh, My guess is Frasier. Oh my God, Frazier! I'm sorry, not on the list no! either. Good, thank God. That would so have been hard. ironic, though, for a mental health counselor in I Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why. Very nice, very nice. I didn't think about that at all. That's really good. All right, Jonathan, I'm going to stick with the Frazier theme and go. Cheers, cheers. Number three on the list, ninety-three point oh, five million. Well done. All right, Ben. Yeah. See, now it's getting tough. It really is. There's a couple on here that are like, whoa. I'm, well, I was trying, I was going off of finales that I've seen, but now that I think about it, I haven't really seen that many finales I think were super popular. So I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, I'm sorry, not uh, on the yeah. list. I didn't think it would be because it's cable. Yeah. That and also with it being later on, I mean, a lot of people don't really watch it yeah, live more anymore. Di- more so. choices. Yeah, exactly. Is it just um, series or do... Um, Miniseries count? Do miniseries count? Yes, they do. Oh. Okay. Because oh. it's fa- it's finales. So, anyway, so MASH has been talked about. Cheers has been talking about. Fugit has been talking about. Seinfeld and Friends. So, you still got number two, number seven, eight, nine, and ten. And Sally, you're up to bat. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, weird old ones that have kind of, like, famous finales or famous episodes. And I'm thinking of like stuff like 
Oh, I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. I guess that'd be stupid. Um, but <laughs> I think I'm going to go with. Uh, um, I'm just going to try Dallas, like shot in the dark. Oh, no very nice. That's a nice yeah. thought. Unfortunately, not on the list, my friend. Sorry about that. All right, Sabrina. Okay, well, that talk about miniseries got me thinking about something that I think might have made this list. I'm going to go with the finale of Roots. Ah, that was what I was going to go with. Roots, That's a good one. probably the second toughest putt on here. Number two on the list with 100 yes. million nice. people. Sabrina, well done. And it's always nice to see Jonathan squirm. Just a smidgen. <laughs> I want an assist on that answer, please. You should have waited uh, yeah. and asked when it was your turn, mister. Hockey assist at best. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Mm. All right, Jonathan, you're going to have to come up with a new answer, mister. I am. That was, And I'm I'm running low, buddy. Mm-hmm. So seven, eight, nine, and ten. Those are the ones that are left? Yes, sir. So typically finales are going to be really popular if they were like a a cultural touchstone kind of show. That's and then anything that might have a dramatic ending. So I'm going to go with something that's pretty current, and it's almost certainly not on the list, but it was a uh, a big reveal, I think. And I'm going to say, "How I Met Your Mother." How I Met Your Mother, not on the list. Mm. That's that a good guess. Tw- that had about 25 million. It Did was, it? Was it a big reveal? It was, though? A, it was a big reveal. Okay. Well, not really reveal, but it was a big how how it ended. It was the big reveal portion of it. Okay. So, all right. Ben, what you got? Uh, let's go with the Sopranos. Sopranos. I'm sorry, yeah. HBO, not going to be on the list, my friend. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go take one more round because we've got four answers still on the board and four people. So let's find out if we can get it all right. Sally, <laughs> <laughs> I can answer that. Yeah. 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 I got I faith I in the four of you. Well, maybe not Ben, but I got faith in the three of you. <laughs> Yeah, the bet is we're going to get two out of four, and I'm taking the under. <laughs> All right, Sally. What are you thinking? Okay. All right. I mean, a lot of a lot of sitcoms. I'm thinking, I mean, I would be really happy if this were the case. So I'm going to guess Golden Girls. Uh, I love Golden oh. Girls. I love the finale of Golden Girls, but I'm sorry okay. it's not on the list. Oh, bummer. Oh, yeah. Leslie Nielsen was in the last episode of the Golden Girls. Yeah. Oh, it's a great yeah, episode. Yeah, that's right. You, like, married one of them. I know. Yeah, you Dorothy. Married, you married Dorothy. That's yeah. right. So, all right, Sabrina, what do you got for your last guess or answer? All right, I <laughs> this is a this is a bit of an oddball one, but I think I remember this finale was pretty well watched. Um, I'm going to go with Spin City. Spin City. I'm sorry, not on the list. Oh, Man. welcome back, Michael J. Show. Fox, in that episode. Also, Charlie Sheen was in it. So, I'm sorry, <laughs> but Jonathan, can you can you find the will? To get one, seven, eight, nine, or ten. I will tell you this: everybody's heard of all four of them. It, this well, is are you sure? Because I'm That's not a TV guy. Great. No, great. if you haven't, you just need to be smacked, and Ben will do it. I was just about to wonder if that was a threat there. No, I'm soft. S A W F T soft. <laughs> My name is Enzo Amore. All right, all right, all right. Um. You're holding up the show, Jonathan. Come on. <laughs> on my shoulders, buddy. On my shoulders. I'm going to guess. I want to say something from the 70s. And because the major networks were all there was there, so all the all the stuff hadn't been siphoned off yet. I'm going to guess Mary Tyler Moore Show. Mary Tyler Moore Show. Great guess, but not on the list. I'm sorry. 
All right. So can you make it on the list, Ben? That's yeah. the question. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like a stomach's rumbling. Well, that's because of microphones. Once right you ahead. read them, I'll know instantly. Oh, well, sure. So will the rest of us. <laughs> it's like, how, why can I not think of it now? Um, I'm going to say mad about. No, 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 no. no. Um, will and Grace. Will and Grace. Not on the list. All right, I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm I want to know what these are. What All right, are these? number uh, we've already gone through one through six. So number seven, Magnum PI with fifty point oh, seven million people. God. Seriously, wow. number seven? eight was the toughest one on the list. The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Oh yeah, that oh, was my f- God. Fifty million people watched that. But the Tonight Show still oh. comes on. Well, but this, this wasn't was a, a season. That's why it's, that that's why it's starring Johnny Carson. Carson. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the name of a series. No, that's what it was. It's it's this is t- the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Kimmel, it's, and that's how they separate the differentiate the, t- the, the Tonight uh, Show stars Jimmy Fallon. Or sorry, yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Sorry, Jimmy Kimmel. Another one. Anyway, may I finish the? May I f- <laughs> Thank you. playing this under protest? F- Shut up. <laughs> anyway, number nine, and this is the one I'm surprised that nobody got: The Cosby Show. Forty-four point four million. People. I thought about it, but that show was in decline in his last season. It really yeah, was. But it was the last up. Epi- but the last season, people come back for it, you know. Oh, and sure. then finally, in ten, All in the Family, forty point two million. Uh, that people. was my seventies pick. All right, and and that was your uh, and Andrew Brown again. Thank you very much for that question. And that, my friends, is your warming up, Chris. Question of the episode. Good job, Andrew. Thank you. All right, yeah, guys. I actually so t- feel okay about not getting those. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Like I, I feel said, less bad than I thought I would. Yeah, the Tonight Show was the toughest one, I thought, for sure. So today's yeah, game. I thought you were going to be something weird like Perfect Strangers. Like, <laughs> oh, why? Show. Balky, goes, tall. <laughs> Balky goes back to Meepos. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Wouldn't, how about the Perfect Strangers movie, Back to Meepos? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so today's game. This is this is going to be a slaughter, I fear, Chris. Mm. But Chris and I are teaming up for. Thanks the, for, for having faith in us, Jonathan. <laughs> well, everybody thought that I was talking about us as being the slaughterers. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. I know what you're talking uh, about. So Chris and I are teaming up for only the second time, and we've played trivia together for years. Actually, we don't play anymore. We, Sadly, we no, never get to go. Your, your schedule kind of sucks. Yeah, yours too. Whatever. Uh, uh, you suck. <laughs> Your mom. Your face. <laughs> Only when I drink out of straw. So, so Chris and I are teaming up to take on Sabrina and Sally. Woo-hoo! And so the reason that I say we're going to get slaughtered is both of them are Jeopardy alums. Yep. And I've taken that test, and I know how hard it is. Yeah. You I have know. to be really good just to get just to get past that layer. But you yep. never know. That's we, true. We've seen weirder things happen. In fact. The end of the last game proves that anything can happen in a game of Trivial Warfare. That's very, very true. So, guys, it's time to play the game. Play us. Oh, yeah. Y'all know what time it is. This is Mr. Literateur himself, cordially inviting you to the game. This is six rounds of trivia goodness. Three questions per round. Every right answer gets you 10 points. In the middle, we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points. After round six, you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round. It's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet. It's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. Let's go. Uh, all right, Ben, get us started. 
All right. So most of these questions were listener submitted. So I'm going to shout out the name of the listener before each question. Your first question came to us from David Raffetto. So thank you, David. David was recently on the show. Excellent, David. Round one, question one. Category is movies. Okay. In, In 1939, Victor Fleming saw two films he directed nominated for Academy Awards Best Picture. Name one of those two films. Best Picture nominee? Nominated for Best Picture. I'm 100% sure that's the right year. Probably. <laughs> See, this is funny. If you were really 100%, you would say yes and we would go. Well, no, no. Was it nominated for Best Picture? Yes. Is that the right year? Yes. There's okay, two, let's lock it in. There's um, two questions. There's two, But there's two concerns on this. First, it's the year. Yep, absolutely. But secondly, is it, did he, was he the one that directed it? And I'll be honest with you, I like your answer oh, better. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, if he was just asking, name one of the five, then I'd lock it. I would circle it and lock it in. So what's funny is I had already just jumped past that part because I know I don't know this guy's name, and I was just strictly <laughs> just going, going with the you. year. Okay. okay, so I'll let you pick which one you, of those you're more confident in. Do you see my, yes, my, my hesitation? Definitely. Okay. I will let you pick which one you're more confident in. All right. We're going to lock in with yours, as a matter of fact. Okay. All right. Uh, we are locked in. Over to you guys. Okay. So... 1939, I think, was... super early year, so, like, I'm it's, like... It's super early, but I also think that the year is important, mostly because that name is not immediately familiar to me. Like, I've definitely yeah. heard it, but I think that that's the year that The Wizard of Oz did not win. Yeah, no, so The Wizard of Oz was the only thing I was thinking, because I was like, early famous movie, uh, yeah. guy I don't know. Um, <laughs> also because The Wizard of Oz had, like, four directors, I'm pretty right, sure. yeah. Which is a good so, call. Um, I think um, that's a, a great guess for us. I think that the other, the only other one that I would know from that year is, uh, I think that that was the year that How Green is, How Green was my valley. How Green is my valley. I think that was the one that beat The Wizard of Oz. So I just took like a quiz on Sporkle last night of like all the best Oscar winners, and no, I looked seriously? at How Green was my valley because that's Alex Trebek's favorite movie, so I paid special attention to it. But it was, um, I think that was in 1941. I think it had a 40 in it. So oh, I think I would. Oh, no, um, you're right. You're right. Because yeah. that, that was the one that beat Citizen Kane. Yeah. You should totally so, um, go with that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think I think we should go with Wizard of Oz. I think we should okay. lock that in. Yeah. No, I I agree. I agree. Okay. All okay. right. So you're locked so in with Wizard this, of Oz. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. So 1939 is considered to be the greatest movie year of all time. Is because, it really? Oh yeah, because uh, Wizard of Oz came out that year. Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, done by Frank Capra, came out that year. It's a good movie. Yeah, and then of course, then our answer, which is Gone with the Wind. I'm oh, I'm hoping oh, that 1939 right. is Gone with yeah. the Wind because that was my that was my contribution. Yeah. But I think That's Gone with the Wind answer. won. Won the Academy Award for Best Picture oh, that year. Okay. I think so. I mean, We're Sabrina, about to learn. Sabrina yeah. might be able to help me out on that. Or actually, Sally, you're the I, one that said I you think, did the Sporkle one. I think that was a winner. I know that Wizard of Oz wasn't on the winner list right, that yeah. I just did, and I think Gone with the Wind was. Crossing the fingers. Um, like, so the yeah. two films that Fic- Victor Fleming directed in '39 were The Wizard of Oz and nice. Gone with the Wind. Yes. Woo! Imagine having both those on your resume. I know, right? Like, yeah. I know. And the funny part is, is he's not really talked about as a director at all. Is he talked I mean, about no. as something else? Not really. Okay. Just, but I'm talking about like Fra- Frank general, Capra no is talked about. about him. You know? I never heard of him. Yeah, exactly. well, maybe so. maybe it was like, you know, okay, I did two of the biggest films in history. Mike drop done, not doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. Deuces. Yeah. Deuces. <laughs> you guys, you're funny. All right. 
Your second question comes from Dan Lundberg. Thank you, Dan. Hey, Dan. Dan. Good to hear from you, man. Dan. All right. And the category is World Capitals. Oh, boy. Oh, let's go. <laughs> the southernmost national capital on the planet can be found in what country? And for two bonus points, name the city. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. You want to lock in that, John? Yeah, we're locked in. Okay. All right, ladies. Yikes. Okay. okay. So, all right. So here's what I'm thinking. So um, okay. I'm pretty sure it's New Zealand and Wellington. Really? That would make a lot of sense to me. What are you thinking? So I was trying to remember in my head if South America or South or South America or Africa stretched down further south than all of the Oceania stuff. Def- definitely not farther south than Oceania. If it's definitely not, then I'm willing to go with New Zealand. I was just trying to like go around like that line of latitude and like think. Mm-hmm. If there's which is, anything which else, sucks because like maps don't help because they're all wrong. No. But, like, seriously, <laughs> seriously, but, like, uh, terrible. Uh, so South America, you know, it's got like Chile and then it's got like Argentina and those are like at the southern tip. But like Santiago is like in the middle of Chile and like Buenos Aires is like also in the middle of Argentina. I'm pretty exactly. sure. I don't think it's at the south. No, south Africa, it would be like South Africa, but all their capitals are kind of up too. And but then you know Australia is like way the hell down there and then i'm sorry can i say hell (laughs) and then uh (laughs) and then uh like uh southeast of that slightly um so i would say wellington and i'm 99 percent sure it's wellington and not auckland i think auckland's the most populous city it's wellington yeah wellington's the capital okay yeah i'm willing to lock that in yes Uh, we're gonna go with new zealand and wellington well chris i've never heard of wellington uh, I thought the only uh, Wellington I've heard is was steak, beef. Yeah. Yes, I've f- more of beef, <laughs> beef Wellington. Wellington. Yes, or, fair or or shoes or shoes. Oh, there you no, go. I've never heard of Wellington. Uh, the Duke. Shoes, I'm, sorry. I'm aware of Duke. Oh, very of Wellington. Nice. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, I'm on the same page. I'm, I'm familiar with the Earl of Sandwich. Yes, I'm on the same page with them. I've I've looked at the maps and I've paid attention to that, and I was struck by how that New Zealand is further south than Australia is. And so uh, we locked in New Zealand, but I don't know Wellington, so we said Auckland, New Zealand. All right. So the southernmost national capital can be found in New Zealand, and the capital is Wellington. That's all right, Jonathan. You did good. You did good with New Zealand. Well done, man. Oh, bonus points. I know. That was How actually, I, hate I got a Jeopardy question about Auckland, so like, it's got a special place in my heart. <laughs> nice. You know, it's, it's funny. I was We were just recording with Ricky Young um, earlier yeah, today. Oh, my boy. Nice. He's great. And yeah. uh, literally, I asked a question. He's like, oh, I know this. I had a Jeopardy question about it. <laughs> Whenever you play with Jeopardy players, everything they had on their episodes, they know by heart for the rest of their oh, lives. Of course. And mm-hmm. I tell you what, you yeah. guys are like a fraternity. It's like, oh, yeah, we know him. Oh, it's, it's just, it's he, was, he was on my actually. taping day. Yeah. Say that again? Actually, he was on my taping day for Jeopardy. Oh, well, so, wow. so they were in the green we room actually, together. Nice. So, wow. Wow. Yeah, you could so have competed we, with uh, each other. Huh? You could have competed with each other. They just drew the names differently. We could have. Yeah. And yeah. You would have taken um, them down. <laughs> 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 All right. So, your last question in the round is in music. Barbie Girl was a 90s smash hit by what Danish band? Locked in. Locked in. Do you, do you guys want a 3, 2, 1 that? 3, 2, 1. Aqua. Aqua. Aqua is the answer. We should sing. 
No. Come on. We? No. Three, two, one. Come on, Bar. I'm a Barbie girl in my Barbie world. That's like it's four plastic. more words in that song. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> you can break my hair. See? And trust me. Everybody yeah, knows this. I don't. I'm sorry. I know the song. I know who did it. And then it's called Come Christ on, Jesus Bobby. Station. Let's go, buddy. So apparently they're the biggest selling Danish band of all time. Like what? Here in Denmark, Does anyone that, know more than one Aqua song? Yeah. That's, that's uh, Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones. Yes, exactly. Wait, hold on. Rose is more than one Aqua song? I had that album. Rose, that's a decent that's album. I thought they're the biggest album. Danish band and biggest selling Danish band. Danish. Mm, Swedish. <laughs> so good. Oh, Swedish. Danish. Okay. They're okay. Danish. Yeah, right. that, that album's not that bad. It's it's actually really catchy. I'll take your word for it. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, catch what Swedish, is the like question? Like a aqua song Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. All right. After the first round, Sally and Sabrina have 32. Chris yeah. and Jonathan have 30. All right, we're not Close getting slaughtered yet. All right. All right. Second round, first question is college basketball. And this question is brought to us by Scott Gant. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Scott's over there in uh, Indiana. Oh, there you go. He's a Hoosier. Yeah, Scott. We I met Scott when I was in Chicago uh, last year. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, Scott's cool. a good guy. Very nice. All right. What were players not allowed to do during NCAA basketball games from 1967 to 1976? So when we say not allowed to do, we mean was uh, banned yes. because they weren't allowed to fly to the moon, right? So it's something during spe- this period. Specific, but it was specifically banned, like in the rules. Well, we're, right. Fly me to the moon. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had that in my head too. By the way, <laughs> I was like flying to the moon. I hope, I hope you're writing something good because I got crap. That's the two off the top of my head. I didn't think so either, but it was it was doesn't not make a, sense. So the wording of the question was not allowed to. It wasn't didn't exist. John, uh, Ben, I'm sorry, we're locked in. All right, you're locked in. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. All right, great. So uh, I had no idea. <laughs> you oh, okay, cool. the question. Ben, but do you want to hear my series of joke answers? Do we? Canadian, Canadian McBaple shot. Okay. <laughs> so my list, I'm like, oh, okay, so 60s. What are they not allowed to do in college? I'm like, okay, so I have Bash Nixon, do <laughs> LSD, and be communist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Thank you. So those are those are great. Those are really Thank really you. stellar. Um, <laughs> the, first, the first thing that immediately struck me was two things actually. Um, one, yeah. the NCAA loves lording everything over their student athletes. Got it. And two, the years sixty-seven to seventy-six seemed particularly important given the amount of unrest on college campuses at the time, which is why my answer was. Uh, participating in college student protests. Oh, interesting. I like that answer. I think that there were so many like student protests, especially, I don't remember exactly when Kent state happened, but I think that that was like within that time. Earlier. Was it earlier in that case? I think that, I think that they probably didn't want their athletes involved in any sort of political unrest at all. I think that's an awesome answer given like college and like that time period. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that my answers are better, you know? I would really but, like um, to. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, wow. Yeah, we should definitely go with that. I think that's great. We're going to, okay. um, you want to lock it in? 
Sure. Let's lock it in. All right. Chris, that feels like a pretty good answer. We didn't go in that direction. No, we were thinking mostly specifically in game. Yeah. Uh, that we weren't allowed to do something with in game because originally I wrote down three point shot and foul out because maybe they decided, you know what, if you're playing, maybe you don't have to foul out or anything like that. That was my thought process. And then Jonathan's like, well, I think three point shot. And then I was like, I really don't think so because I don't, because I remember in 83, that the three point shot wasn't in play because Michael Jordan couldn't. I mean, he his very long shot at the end of uh, at the end of the uh, eighty three finals game was a two point shot because the three point line wasn't in play yet. And then it hit me. I was like, maybe they weren't allowed to call a timeout because it said specifically about the players themselves and not about the coach. So I think maybe the timeout was actually something that the coach had to call from the bench. So we locked in with call timeouts. But I really like how the years. I like. I like the oh, direction yeah. they went no, with the I, years. Yeah, I kind of wish I broadened my thought process yeah, on it a little me bit. me too. So this rule later became the what was called the Lou Alcindor rule because it was brought in Oh, they weren't allowed to dunk, it. were they? Players are not allowed to dunk. Man. Darn it. Wow. Oh, my God, for real? I was thinking that, but I was like, I don't know anything about basketball. Yeah, Lou Alcindor, real. who later, beca- of wow. course, became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was so dominant at UCLA that they banned dunking to to kind of neutralize him. And that's actually where he started to develop the hook shot, the sky hook, because he wasn't allowed. That's to a great anymore. question. Wow. If I had thought of that, we would have gone with it because yeah. that's a dunk can almost be like a celebration in a play. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Man. All right. And the NCAA hates fun, so that <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Man. All right. Well, I our perfect games are broken up. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> no, no, you're welcome. Was that a Ben question or was that one of was it a listener question? Uh, that was Scott. Scott oh, that was Scott. That. Thanks, yeah. Scott. Way to go, Scott. <laughs> Actually, that was a really good question. I I really, yeah, I kind of. Yeah. This question is a Ben question, so you know. Oh, great. For all the hate on me. <laughs> all right. So your next question, the category is fashion. Great. <laughs> what right. is the term for a person who collects athletic shoes as a hobby? Great. Locked in. So you are you're locked in, Sabrina, without uh, talking to in. Sally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sally, are you good with yeah. that? Yeah. You sure you don't her. want to talk her out of it? Because <laughs> I'll let you, I'll let you unlock her. if you want to. <laughs> All right. Okay, Chris, we can talk. Okay. What's there to talk about, though? I got nothing. <laughs> I got less than nothing. I got zero nothing. You know, so Doctor Who fans are called Whovians, right? Oh, nice. I like Maybe that. Maybe it's a Shuvian. <laughs> oh my god oh i like it I it like should it. be now oh, man. That should be it's so definitely read, right ben read the question again please what is the term for a person who collects athletic shoes as a hobby ne- okay a nikeologist right so so i don't think <laughs> thank it's you gonna, sabrina i appreciate it <laughs> you gave him the courtesy chuckle uh i don't think it's going to be brand specific i no, i completely agree with you i mean but is there a latin term for shoe or for foot, maybe. But that's interesting. I'm just, I'm trying to grasp something a, a out of nothing. A podiatrist, a podiatric uh, yeah. specialist, a, a podiatric <laughs> specialist. Yes. A podophile. Oh, exactly. oh no! Oh no! That's uh, wow. my turn to be sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so so let's let's try and I'm just thinking there's got to be some logic around the name hopefully so other people who collect things yeah coins yeah numismatists oh nice right well done so matist is that the suffix for one who collects or what what are other people who collect things do we have any other terms that we can think of who who collects stamps those are um oh fi- uh f- 
it's philanthropist. Um, it's not philanthropist, dude. No, it's not. No, but it starts. I think it. Uh, f- I don't remember. But it's some. I it's. It, uh, I hate that. I can't remember that. That stinks. Okay, so do we know any other collectors? Because I'm trying. I'm tr- what I'm trying to do is figure yeah. out a figure out a format for the word. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Because I've always been like, like for example, I collect comic books, but I'm a comic book collector. I didn't think there was an, a gist or apology <laughs> or a sneaker collector. <laughs> but you get my point. Though. Yeah, I know, just, what, you really I know what you mean. I've never really heard of the. Adjust. I know what you mean. Well, see, that's the and thing. And then though. Sabrina nailed it like that. Well, she's smart. Well, I'm not. We don't have that advantage. Uh, I, I, I am one of these people. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Ben, terrible. <laughs> Like I was supposed to know. <laughs> You're you supposed said, to know this stuff. You did stuff. that like he was a dog. You're like bad boy. Oh, that ain't right, dude. That's mean. If He's Ben, cool. yeah, if you cool. felt that way, then it's no, Jonathan's no, fault. No, stop. <laughs> stop being overly sensitive. Oh my gosh. Okay. Have you met me? Yes. That's All right. I'm so, telling you so, to stop being overly. I, so we got tennis shoes. We got sneakers. I'm trying to think of other words for athletic shoes. Those are the sneakers are the ones that really stick with me. Okay. Right. No, I'm I'm right there with you. So sneaker sneaker is probably if it's not some fancy Latin word, a sneak a snickerdoodle? A, a sneak mismatist. Oh nice. <laughs> you know what? Got nothing better. I got nothing. We're going with a sneak mismatist. <laughs> okay. Say that three mismatist. times fast. No. <laughs> I don't want to say it again ever. <laughs> All right, right, Sabrina, take us to school. All right, so a little bit of backstory. The first thing that I bought after uh, my Jeopardy check came in the mail was a pair of Air Jordans. Nice. Um, wow, that's which, cool. So which ones? What kind? They were the the ones. Um, oh wow, like the first with ones. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've actually they're actually like all black with red uh, red seams. So Dang. big fan. Man, uh, I paid my student loans. I'm so boring. <laughs> I, really, I, I, I wasn't old enough to start paying my student loans yet. So. Oh, that's right. So small. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, I would self-identify as a sneakerhead. That's what I wrote sneakerhead. down. Sneakerhead. <laughs> it was so achievable. Oh, my gosh. The correct answer is You were right there. Head. You were right there, wow. honestly. Sneakerdoodle so is what it should sneaker be. Sneakerdoodle. Oh that was so awesome. Cute. That was great. I feel so... I almost so... gave it away because I was like, she knows her sneakers. And I was like, crap, I said sneaker. <laughs> I feel so foolish. Chris, if I'd have known that it was going to be something that was not fancy, but yeah. Yeah. totally could have gotten there. Yeah. I could take some pro wings, make them cool, sell the hopes of sneakerheads and be like, ah, oh, he got the Velcro. Whoa. But we, we, I, I, we honestly, know. I thought you guys were going to talk yourselves into it there at the end. Yeah, just if I only. really, I feel like I should just stick my head in the toilet now and just get my own self swirly. Man, <laughs> all right, let's move on from oh, that yes, question. Go ahead, my, right. my, run away, before, run away before Chris starts giving himself wedgies. Yeah, <laughs> swirlies. Noogie, noogie. Right. <laughs> Your last question in the round is in holidays. Holiday. This question comes to us from Tanya Boland. Oh, thank you, Tanya. I know. I'm going to have to do the heavy lifting on this one because if there's one thing that Jonathan truly sucks at is holidays. <laughs> and that's the truth. Wow. It's so Am I right, though? It is. I don't, yeah. I don't know anything. Whenever you ask, like, what date is whatever, and yeah. nope, I got nothing. Yeah, he's a father. He, he He's a father. He doesn't know when Father's Day is. But it's I, your day. I'm the parent that ignores all the holidays and all the other parents hate. That's really yes. true. Okay. Hawk Manet 
is celebrated on the last day of the calendar year in what country? Bless you. Thank you. Can you please spell it? Yes, please. Yeah. Yes. Hogmanay is H-O-G-M-A-N-A-Y. And can you give me the country of origin? <laughs> <laughs> can you use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> Preferably one that tells us what country it's used in. <laughs> All right. Repeat the question, please. Hogmanay is celebrated on the last day of the calendar year in what country? Oh, <laughs> who wrote this question? Uh, Tanya Bolden. Oh. We're locked in with possibly a right or wrong answer. No, it's definitely wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right, right, ladies. Uh, is this one of the languages you know, Sally? Sadly, no. Well, Hogmonian? So hold, on, hold on, wait a second. One of the languages? How many languages do you know, Sally? Oh, no is a strong word. I just lived a lot of places, but I know a lot. some of Turkish, a lot of German, and Spanish. Wow. Good Lord have mercy. Yeah, so I was hoping it'd be one of those. I like written. I was down, banking I was like, on that. I have. Yeah, gibberish. me too. Um, okay, so I've written down. So because not a ton of countries would have an H like that, like a ton of languages, it's like mm-hmm. either probably Anglican or the only other one I was thinking of was like, um, you know, like a Nordic language. The countries I wrote down are either like British or formerly British or like other countries like that. So you want to hear my list of ten and see if anything <laughs> jumps out. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I put down Australia, UK, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Finland, Sweden, Denmark, Norway, and Samoa, um, and then, like, UK in general, or Ireland. Okay, you said those very, very quickly. Well, first of all, would you think it's, like, a – do you have any idea? Like, do you have any thoughts? I think – that that H, the point that you made about the H is, I think, really important. Um, It almost makes me think that it's one of the more – I don't really know that much Dutch or – for that matter, anything about languages in general, but South Africa is definitely a really interesting choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, though, you pointing out that the Dutch influence makes me think it's less South African because Dutch does a lot of like weird double letters, mm-hmm. um, and that's not happening here. The A thing is also weird, like that suffix that seems like Britishy. It um, seems Britishy. The only thing that really popped into my head was it being like Hogmanay was making yeah. me think that it could be. If it was any like non-Anglican language, it was something like Malay, only because Malay oh, also yeah. ends in the L-A-Y. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I don't no, really know. I was all over the board on this. Um, I love that answer. This is like truly a shot in the dark. So oh, It really is. I don't know anything about Malay. So like, if you want to go with Malaysia, we could. Um, I don't know anything about Malay other than that it's spoken in Malaysia and it is called Malay. So, uh, and it ends the same two letters as a hog manet. <laughs> it does. I think it's a strong link. I mean, I'm, I'm down for whatever, yeah. whatever you're thinking. Um, I, I, it would be a 100% guess on my part. So I don't know. Do you want to just go with something basic like Australia? But like, we would probably know that. I, I don't I don't think I would know that. <laughs> um, oh. Okay, okay. Let's go with Australia only because we're gonna feel bad if it's something that okay. obvious. If it is Australia and it's yeah yeah okay, yeah okay. I'm down for that. If it's Malaysia, like I'm gonna <laughs> send send you a beer. I'm gonna like postmates you a Malaysian beer. A beer. <laughs> Malaysian beer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're popular everywhere in the world. That is Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are, we, okay. are we locked in on Australia then? Oh God! Or what if should we just do Malaysia? Like, do, I can't 
is it then? What do you want to do? I think she just talked herself out of her answer. That's awesome. <laughs> I did. I got excited. I feel like we're now in a double bind where no matter what we put, if we get it wrong, we're going to be upset. She realized she so doesn't want to really give her a beer. <laughs> okay. We're going to lock in with Malaysia. Okay. All right. Malaysia. So we knew one thing, one clue that we had. We did know something? We knew one clue. Oh, thank God. Tanya is from Wales. Okay. So that was a little unfair to our guests, but we don't care. Everybody knows she knows languages. Okay, fair. I enough. know Tanya's from Wales. We all bring something different to the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if at first we had been talking about islands, and it was funny that literally in my head I was thinking Malay uh, <laughs> a bit myself because of the connection Wait, of the rhyme. Yes, the rhyme was strong. Um, but because Tanya was from Wales, we moved up into um, uh, Europe, and uh, we just stabbed in the dark went with Scotland, right? Yeah. Uh, I think Hogmanay, the UK was a good guess. Hogmanay is uh, closely related with the song Auld Lang Syne, which is oh. in Scotland. Oh, my God, we got it right! <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're kidding me! Woo! I almost don't feel bad about that. <laughs> I know. I thought that would have been like too obvious. You know, wow. I think Malaysia is a strong choice. <laughs> Man. Oh my gosh. That was awesome. Okay. That's the end of the second round. The score is 42 to 40. Sally and Sabrina are in the lead. We're not getting slaughtered. We're not getting slaughtered <laughs> yet. Yet. Yeah, don't talk so much. Yeah, Chris. give it time. Hey. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, Trash snap. talk is starting now. Oh, snap. Hoo-ha. The gauntlet has been drawn. has been thrown. No, that's not until that's later. later. Question. I know. <laughs> Third round, we're going to kick off with a category of hip-hop legends. <laughs> All right. Because you look at me and you think hip-hop legend. Of course. <laughs> All right, so I'm actually going to read you some lyrics, and I want you to tell me the legend who coined the lyrics. I'm really hoping you're about to say, sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. Because if that's the lyrics, I'm going to get it. Okay, well, that wasn't a hip-hop legend. A legend nonetheless, but not a hip-hop legend. Okay, here's your lyrics. This ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh. Just another case about the wrong path. Straight and narrow, or your soul gets cast. I have a possible link. Okay. A, like way out there. Link. I was going to say, can we phone a friend? <laughs> you may I, not. I would call Ben. Wrong, wrong, shit. wrong shit. You can't call me and you no. can't call Corey either. I don't like this answer at all. We're locked in. Ah! Ladies. Oh boy. Okay, Sally, what are you thinking? Oh man, this is not my area. <laughs> What are you thinking? So, I wish we had like a year or something, or else I'm just going to guess a random hip hop artist. Like, the thing is, these lyrics sound very old. So, my immediate thought was like mid 90s, and like people sure. who were active in the mid 90s. I basically like, narrowed it down to four. She's like very um, old. Mid 90s. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I have uh, Biggie and Tupac, Jay Z yeah. and Nas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not familiar enough about any of them to like eliminate them based on the facts of just how like the lyrics sound. But I think yeah. that it doesn't sound like Jay Z. If it's going to be bigger Tupac, I think it's Biggie. Okay. Uh, but I feel like I'm quite conflicted. Essentially, <laughs> what is going on here? Because I really I, I want to say Nas, 
but I don't know for certain. Um, I think yeah. you got a couple of really good guesses there. I definitely, I think I've said it. So I've set okay. myself up to be upset. So uh, <laughs> that's one of it's our okay. Goals. I'm still upset about Hogmanay. Yeah, I'm going to be upset about that for a while too. I, uh, I think I've got as hell. Seriously. <laughs> I think I've got, uh, let's go with Nas. Let's lock okay. in on Nas. I think it's a great answer. We'll, we're locking right. with Nas. All right. So Chris totally doesn't agree with, with what we locked in with. Okay. You mean what Jonathan locked in with? But right. here's where my brain was at, okay? The first lines you gave us was, this ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh. That's kind of setting it up like, this is something that's probably going to be funny, but I'm prepping it like a comedy kind of thing. And then the last part, your soul gets cast, made me think like supernaturally. And then I tried to put that together with Hip Hop Legend. And I came up with the Adams Family rap by MC Hammer, who's definitely a hip hop legend. So we said MC Hammer. Yes, Jonathan said MC Hammer. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, the logic wasn't bad at all. Uh, so I'm going to sing these lyrics or rap these lyrics and see if y'all. Yeah, there we go. Come on, Ben. Lay it down. This ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh. Just another case about the wrong path. Straight and never or your soul gets cast. Good night. Knock them out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Oh. Hello, does, cool it, does it ring a bell at all? No. The, the answer is Slick Rick. Oh, wow. Uh, no. I only, I, I know, know that from Slick like Rick. the Star Wars one. It's like, knock him out the box, Luke. <laughs> so, yeah. so George Lucas that's did great. not originate that. That's great. Well, yeah, was it George Lucas? No. Was it not, no, that line was by Slick Rick. Um, easily the biggest song he ever did. Anyone knows anything about hip hop would instantly recognize him as a legend. This I'm not, song. I'm no, not I, know, I know who Slick Rick is. I don't know who I, Tim Stat is. He started. Tim Stat is the guy. That's who we needed to call, dude. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, oh yes, he would know. I, I yes. thought you were trying to name no. other rappers. No, not I'm after like, you. What kind of rapper's name is Tim <laughs> Stat? Oh, I'm saying that's who we should have called. Tim would have known. I would have called Tim before I would have oh called my Ben. God. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. That yeah. was hilarious. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, Ben. <laughs> oh, let's go. Let's go to another category, please. Thank you. All right, please. The second category. <laughs> second category is sports. Sports. According to the Women's Tennis Association, as of April first, twenty seventeen, who is the number one player in the world? Other than the, the obvious ones, the only women's tennis uh, players I know are people like Martina Navratilova and Jennifer Capriati, dude. So I'm not going to be much help here. Uh, no. This. You do know I said 2017, right? <laughs> that doesn't help me with what I know. <laughs> I only just, know the legends. Just... <laughs> this is payback for that number one golfer in the world question, isn't it? <laughs> I thought about it as I was writing. Yeah, that's what I thought. We're locked in. All right. So I'll read you the list of what I have right now. Okay. Uh, I have, this is the actual list. Serena. Wozniacki, and then crossed out the French one because I remembered the French one, <laughs> which is which is Eugenie Bouchard. But then I remembered there's another French one, so I wrote the other French one, and then the letter F. So <laughs> we had the letter F too, but we pointed it at Ben. <laughs> um, I don't think it is Serena because she came into Wimbledon seated as like a it was like a twelve seat, like she it wasn't like a number one seat. So I don't think it's Serena. I don't think it's Wozniacki. It could be Eugenie Bouchard, but I think it's the other French one that I cannot think of the name of. 
So what I've done is write Hogmanay, The Shining style, a million times in a notebook. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No, I actually, um, does, okay, so I I think I saw this list, actually, and I know Serena is up there, but Mm -hmm. I think that there's a woman named Kerber, who's like, yes, yes, Angelique Kerber. Yes, okay, I didn't know her first name. Yeah. But like, I think she's a good bet. I think I remember seeing her and being like, who is that? Why is she topping Serena? What is this business? Okay. I think Kerber, I think Kerber is a great, great guess. Okay, cool. Do you want to go with that? Yeah. Not talking myself out of it? Please no. <laughs> we could put Malaysia again. That would be... <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Remember when Serena Williams got beaten by the entire country of Malaysia? <laughs> <laughs> It was fantastic. That sounds worse yeah. now that she says it out loud. <laughs> well, that's what it took to beat Serena. So, <laughs> Okay, we're going to go with Angelique Kerber. Okay. Chris, I feel bad because um, I've heard of Kerber. Have you? Yes, we okay. couldn't come up with many names, but no. I've heard of that one. No, we came up with uh, Heather Fuzzy Balls. Hyphenated? <laughs> 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 Heather Fuzzy Balls. Yeah. I thought it was Mick Fuzzy Balls. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you well, very much. Well, I did. I threw out the <laughs> Mick because of McMaple Bacon. I didn't want want to attach it to that. So Fuzzy Balls referring to the tennis balls that get fuzzy. Yes, that's they. correct. Yes. <laughs> what were you thinking, Ben? Yes, uh, Ben. Tell us I'm, more. I'm what were you to, thinking? I'm trying to clean it up so that we won't get any nasty grounds on Facebook. Oh, too late. <laughs> All right. So last week it was actually Serena was actually number one last week. Yeah, we knew this week. We knew she had lost first. Uh, the number one player in the world who just got beat by Venus Williams is Angelique Kerr. Oh, yes. oh my God. Yes. <laughs> nicely, do- nicely done, ladies. Wow. <laughs> really nicely done. Probably the only sports question I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yep. She saved, she saved it for the right time. <laughs> All right. Your last question in the round. The category is fun with flags. Yes. <laughs> Wait, okay, is this a listener-submitted question? It is. Thank yeah. you. I'll submit it by Zach Barmack. Hey, thank you, Zach. Yes, thank you, thank Zach. You, Zach. Only two nations in the world have flags that do not feature red, white, or blue. Yes. Name one of those countries. You're locked in? You've One of you trust the other? Sally's locked in, yeah. Okay. Wow. I think I know what she's thinking. Dang. So, Chris. Yes, Jonathan. There is no fun with flags in this question for me. Does not have red, white, or blue in it. Right. So we're talking greens, greens yellows. and yellows. Jamaica. Somebody has black, yellow, and, and green. green. It's not Ireland, is it? No. Okay. It's Jamaica, isn't it? Is it Jamaica? It's, I associate it with Rastafarianism. Actually, I'm seeing <laughs> everything Jamaican to me is cool runnings. And I'm seeing their outfits, and I'm not seeing any other color. Black and yellow and green, green, right? Yeah. I like that answer. I like it a lot, actually. Uh, um, What a Germany. Germany. Black, yellow, and what? Red? Yeah. Mm. I thought they had red in there. Okay, they probably do. You want to go with Jamaica? I'm good with Jamaica. All right, we're going to go with... That's a country, right? (laughs) It's not just an island. No, it's a country. They got a capital and everything. Yes. All right, we're going to go ahead and go with Jamaica. Locked in. All right. Can I guess what Sally said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, African country? No, actually. But no? Dang. No, I know. Well, what were you going to think that I said? Libya. 
No, but because that changed actually. It used to really? be Libya. Libya used to have a totally green flag, and then yeah. like a few years ago that changed because I got it wrong on a trivia um, thing, and I like contested it. I was like all mad. I was like, it's totally green, and he was like, it changed. <laughs> I was like the worst. It's like a mood wow. red flag. Actually, not Libya anymore. Um, but I went with Jamaica just because I know for sure that's the case, and I forgot the other country. Is Cambodia's yellow with like a with the, with the lost city or hidden city on it? Maybe is that no? Is that it's, yellow? it's red and blue, and it has Angkor Wat in the middle of it. This red and blue, okay. Yeah, I knew it had Angkor yeah. Wat in it, and that's what I was trying to get to. But I thought it was yellow. <laughs> so your two countries are Mauritania, which is North Africa, yes. and the other is ah Jamaica. yes, yeah, yeah. Jamaica Woo-hoo. has the yellow X awesome. with a black and alternating black and green on, on the sides. Thank you, Cool Runnings. You guys, no, my thank my you. favorite flag fact is that uh, I think it's either like a like an Uzi or an AK, but Mozambique has like a gun on it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's and a, they've wow. like tried to petition to get it off. I thought it's an AK-47. Wow. Yeah, I think Nothing right. says tourism like an AK-47 on your flag. Exactly. <laughs> I know. That's why they're trying to get rid of it. <laughs> they're like, please like, come to our country. Y'all know what's up. I'm over here. <laughs> yeah. Start some static if you want to. <laughs> our flag will mess you up. Yeah. All right. So after the third round, going into the midpoint, Sally and Sabrina have 62. Jonathan and Chris have 50. All right. We're, we're, hey. s- we're barely hanging in there, man. Uh, hey. Still close. It's not that bad. All right. Your midpoint question was brought to us by Dan Lundberg. Thank you, Dan. And the category is the Olympics. The United States has had six cities host an Olympic Games. For four points each, name five of those cities. Winter and summer or single, just summer? Or host an Olympic Games. Lock in. We're locked in. Sorry. Right. No, 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 no. Boys are locked in. Okay. I think I have five. Oh, great. Okay. So what I have, the ones that I know for sure are St. Louis, of course. Oh, of course. Lake Placid. Really? Yes. The Crocodile movie. Amazing. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Salt Lake City. Yeah. And this is where I'm a little bit, I'm trying to think if this was like a combined Olympics. I think Los Angeles mm-hmm. and then also Squaw Valley. Okay. So I those, those are, are my great. five. I'm I'm super bad at Olympics. I just had down Salt Lake City and places in California question mark. Ah uh, um, yes. And then I wrote down Vancouver and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> We're adopting How Vancouver for the purposes Seattle? of this question. It's so close to me. It basically feels like the same. Um yeah, so I think those are great guesses. I think we should just go with what you said. We're gonna go with Los Angeles, Squaw Valley, St. Louis. Lake Placid and Salt Lake City. Before we give our answers, why was St. Louis in a, of course for you guys? I'm from St. Louis. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Because okay. St. Louis no. is one of the hardest U.S. Olympic cities to name. It was the first one yeah. in the U.S. in like 1904. It was. We were like, ah, oh, yes, of course. I know. I'm like, I'm like, of course, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, and it's just, and that was like, that was a question we had a while ago. It was supposed to be in Chicago, and then uh, at the last minute, they moved it to St. Louis. St. Louis like strong armed them. Yeah. Well, so. that was the last thing we ever beat out Chicago to. So <laughs> nice. we're legitimately proud of it. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, well, the, the Cardinals haven't beaten the Cubs in a, a bunch of. Uh, shut up, Jonathan. A bunch of. Seasons. You know what? You know what? <laughs> what? 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 She's like, don't worry about. I it. live down the street from Wrigley Field now. Okay. God bless and you. Let me tell you, it is. You know, I, my my friends make fun of me for that all the time. Obviously, because we didn't make the playoffs last year. 
But it is hard to swing a baseball bat when you have so many rings that you can't fit them all on your hands. Oh, <laughs> see, that's a typical. That's a see, that's a Yankees answer right there. That's Dude, the Cardinals are number two. I know. You don't think it stings? It does. <laughs> Do I need to get you some aloe vera? Yes, it yes. burns. I've actually got a lot of medicine in there for my leg. For I can real. get you some. Some okay. I have lidocaine gel. It's amazing. All right. Then. So, uh, so Jonathan reminded me of St. Louis. So St. Louis is on ours. Uh, Los Angeles had actually had it twice. Atlanta uh, was in '96. Yes. You guys were Atlanta. about to back into Atlanta. I'm like, yeah. oh come on, just stick with stick with Squaw Valley because I never okay. heard of Squaw Valley. Yeah. Salt Lake City was the most recent, and then Lake Placid. So our answers were Los Angeles, Atlanta, Salt Lake City, Lake Placid, and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. All right, Atlanta, so, of course. Um, yeah. So the first one was St. Louis, which was early early 20th century. Squaw Valley was 1960. Ah, oh, wow. Well done, ladies. Nice, Squaw dude. Squaw Valley. Where is that? Of course, I didn't that? get Atlanta the easy one, though. Where is Squaw <laughs> Valley? It's in, on Lake Tahoe, near Lake Tahoe. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's been winter. Of course, 1996 was Atlanta, the most recent one. Was summer. Salt Lake City, 2002. You say Los Angeles already, 84. And then in 1980, Miracle on Ice was Lake Placid. Yep. After the midpoint, score is 82 to 70. Sally and Sabrina are in the lead. And that, my friend, brings us. We're not going to do a commercial today. So you guys know we're having a contest to see who is the most popular host on Trivial Warfare. And the winner at the end of April is going to get a $50 gift card. So your choices are Team Ben, Team Carmella, Team Chris, or Team Jonathan. And I have standings. I went and looked. So the way you vote is on iTunes in your review. If you haven't left your review, just make sure that when you leave your review, you have a hashtag team whoever. And if you have done one and you want to add a vote, go back and uh, you can edit it really easily just by clicking write a review and it'll pull it back up for you and just add the hashtag team whoever to it and save it. A lot of votes are coming in. But as of last night with... Do you want to give the date of last night, by the way? Oh, Something. that's a really good point. As of March 31st, in fourth place with three votes, Team Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, will you, right. want, you want to tell them who one of your votes are? <laughs> Chris gave me a pity vote. I did not give you a pity vote. <laughs> I'm like, D's Gators, Team Jonathan. I'm like, really? Really? If he voted for himself, he'd be tied for first. Because in, st- in third place, Team Carmella with nine. Wow. Second place, Team Chris with 10. I'm shocked. I'm they, shocked. The votes, like the last 10 votes that have come in have all been Chris. I think he's paying people. Mm, and uh, with 11 votes, Team Ben. Wow. That's surprising. You're in the lead, dude. That's surprising. I You're number one. I'm number two. Wait a minute. He's, <laughs> Ben's like, well, that's really surprising. If you want to support Ben, Carmella, Chris, or Jonathan, make sure you go out to iTunes and update your review or give us a new one with hashtag Team Jonathan. Or, or Team Chris. And Ben's ben, not even Ben's paying attention. Ben doesn't even care. <laughs> ben doesn't care. Don't vote for him. Team Ben. Hashtag Team Ben. Or Team Carmella. All right, guys. Let's get back to the show. Starting off with the fourth round. Thanks, everybody. All right. Um, so, fourth round. Your first category is in war. What is <laughs> it good for? And this question comes to us from Zach Barmack. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. That's two in this episode. The longest set of wars in world history lasted for 781 years and was known by what name? And there are a couple of acceptable answers here. 
<laughs> Is there a thousand years war? Alright, we're locked in. So, I have a thought. Yeah? It might be right, but I'm also notoriously bad at history, so... Same! Ugh, our weeks are <laughs> Achilles' heel. Uh, so, I was thinking that it might have been some sort of, like, inter-country conflict that just didn't end forever, because I knew that there was that one war where they, like, just didn't sign the peace treaty, so it con- continued for another hundred years or something. <laughs> but I don't think that's it. Um... <laughs> So then I was trying to think of, like, it said, like, sets of wars or conflicts. And the only thing that I could think of that was, like, a set of conflicts was the Crusades. Oh, I think that's, so, a, that's cool. I think that I, that's, I don't know. 781 years is so long. It's a super long time. The, so what I wrote down was some, some wrong stuff. But then I wrote down, the only thing that I remember for stuff being, like, a set of wars, I wrote down opium wars. Um, I don't know, like how long those were, what those even were about. Um, I mean, about opium, but like, you know. there were definitely, there were definitely, I think, three opium wars. Mm, opium. In like the, I don't even remember what century, like the 1700s, 1600s, yeah, 1700s. Exactly. I don't remember the century. I don't know whether it's like ancient or like last year. Like I don't know. But um, they're still they're, going on. <laughs> People are still fighting over opium. <laughs> Wait, we're um, oh, okay. So, do you want to go with? I know the Crusades lasted like a like a long time, but I don't the know. Crusades lasted a long time. There were so many. Did of they them count also. as wars? The reason that I even thought about that was because they subdivided them. They talked about like the First Crusade or the Second Crusade, or like the Children's Crusade, and uh-huh. all of this stuff. And <laughs> like the most anti-cute. What's Billy Graham's thing Crusade's ever? name? <laughs> Billy Graham Crusade. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I really think that during whenever they were occurring, like their early like thousands ish, I think that they lasted for a really, really long time. So the only thing that I could think, like the only conflict that I could think of even lasting more than like 500 years would be that. My only qualm with that is that I don't know if they're classified as like wars because they're just called like the Crusades. I mean, I've got like Trojan, Peloponnesian, stuff like that. I don't know. Um, I didn't even think about ancient stuff. Oh, it's probably an ancient thing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Whatever you think. You make the decision. Oh, no. Okay. I can't. Okay. Um, I mean, that's okay. the Punic Wars is like the only other thing oh, that yeah. maybe you think of. Ooh, but the Punic there was three Wars. Of them. But there was three of them, and I also don't think that they have another name. I think that's a good guess. The Crusades or the Punic Wars? I think the Punic... Well... Okay, I'll leave it up to you to pick between. <laughs> I know you don't want to put Crusades. <laughs> no, I'll put Crusades. I'll put Crusades because they didn't okay. last a super long time. Okay. Do you want to lock okay. in with Crusades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's okay. lock in with the right. Crusades. I'm going to lock in with Crusades. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, it's okay. So, I got, I got a lot of wars running through my head, right? The Punic Wars was one of the choices, but honestly, I, that was really centered around the Barca family. That was Hannibal and his father, Hamilcar. Hannibal, that was his name, And yeah. so that's only two generations, and I, there was a third, but I don't think it was 700 years later. So I don't, I didn't think it was the Punic. Uh, the Crusades, I think, I think, and there's ignorance that's about to be revealed, I think they started in the late 900s or early thousands. I know I just asked a question about the Third Crusade, which started in 1189, and so the third crusade I thought was closer to the end. And so I would have thought that was maybe three or 400 years, but not 700. 
Well, I, and I said the War of the Roses because I knew that was like Henry the Third, the Fourth, and the Fifth, and that started right after the Hundred Years' War. Like literally, right. it transitioned from one to the other, but yeah. that only lasted fifty to a hundred years ish. Yeah. Right? Only. Uh, we ended up going with the. Do you want to say it? Yes, the Peloponnesian Wars. Look at you. Good job. <laughs> By the way, and for no. the record, I oh, wrote no. down Peloponnesian. Oh, no. Yeah. So, well, I sort of wrote down Peloponnesian, <laughs> and this this is probably wrong too, frankly, but. Um, I know that Greeks and Sparta were, I'm um, not Greeks, Athens and Sparta were fighting for a long time. All of their neighbors were involved. Yeah. The whole, the whole country was fighting amongst itself. So we said the Peloponnesian War, honestly not confident in it though. All right. So the longest set of wars started in 711. Not, it was, it was a 711 where it started. It started in, in a 711? Mmm, slurpees. In the year 711. One bad convenience store fight later. This might yeah. be a crusade if it started in 711. So it started in 711 and ended in 1492. And the longest set of wars were called the Reconquista, also known oh. as the Iberian Religious Wars. Oh, wow. Oh, it was a uh, conflict uh. between um, Christians and Muslims who had settled the Iberian Peninsula. We began like basically Iberia. the Crusades. That's part of the Crusades. Like, yeah. Part of that. It's like the Crusades were part, it was part of The like Crusades that. bled over into it, but what we know as the Crusades started, that movement, that religious movement was a European religious movement, actually started later. Yeah, the first crusade definitely wasn't in 700. Yeah. So there there was kind of a an so overarching this, family of wars. Right. So the crusade family of wars, what we know is it started later in different regions. They're like the ugly but, cousin. And this yeah, so these are two conflicts that were ended up being related to each other later in history. Next question. Category That was a good is, one. That was a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh well thank Zach actually. All right, so your second question of the round is in science. Science! 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 Mixing equal parts of an acid and a base will produce what two things? You know me in science. All right, Ben, we're we're locked in. I like to say the word. So, <laughs> I hate yeah. chemistry, and this yeah. is my worst nightmare. Um, I know. You and me both. We're, we're, we're eye to eye on that one. I uh, wrote down Nicki Minaj's favorite super bass. <laughs> and that's, um, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down super acid and super bass. I also wrote down, like, I don't know, it's called neutralization. Like, when you do yeah. that. Like, it, like, makes, that's all I know. And, like, so maybe it has something to do with, like, hydrogen. Like, if it's asking, like, what two things it produces, like, does it produce, like, H plus and OH minus? Yeah, so that's kind of along the lines of what I was thinking. Like I tried to write out an equation on my paper, but then I was like, this is giving me terrible flashbacks to come one of three. <laughs> and uh, so I stopped. But yeah, I think that um, especially if it's not like a perfect, like perfectly calibrated reaction, you're always going to have like other stuff that's produced. So I think that H plus and OH minus would be like logical products there, no matter what the acid or the base is. I think those are good guesses. I mean, it's I not mean, just... It's also- it's also like a good pair, you know, like if it's going to produce two things like H plus and OH minus are like a good, like, yeah. Pair of things. It's also know? like, I mean, does it, does it make water? Like, does it for sure make water? <laughs> what a stupid question. Like, I'm like, well, it would make a neutral thing. And like, is it? I'm not I drinking it. <laughs> some hydrochloric acid. Get right. some hydrochloric basid. I don't know. That it- <laughs> That's Put them together. I'm not drinking it. All right. That's what I'm saying. It's close enough. Yeah. Right? yeah. OHCl3. Um, hydrochloric basic. 
Okay, well then let's no, go basin. with that. No, Basin. Oh, with... sorry. Thank you for correcting me on that. All those bases belong to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go with H plus and no H minus. Let's lock okay. that in. We're going to lock in with that. Their answer makes me feel really inadequate, Chris. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But we, we, we said the very simplified um, version. I think it's the same thing as they said. Uh, and just said a solution. Because... By definition, I think you have to be left with a solution if you mix those two together, I'm hoping. When you mix equal parts of any acid and any base, the two things you will always get are water and a salt. Water <sighs> and salt. God damn. Water was stupid. I really just... Water wasn't stupid. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I yeah. threw water out like first thing. I'm like, there's no way water is yeah. one of the answers. Right. Oh. If any of my chemistry teachers are listening to this, I'm so sorry. Water. <laughs> so water. Sorry. Ben, you just made me feel dumb. Thanks, Ben. Ben, you're welcome. Appreciate it. You're on the list. <laughs> I made it. Speaking of the list, your next category is in wrestling. Okay. Oh, no. Wow. All right. Hopefully, we'll be able to make up for that last one then. Because right. I may be dumb in chemistry, but I'm smart in wrestling. <laughs> no, wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling. All right. In the WWE, John Cena recently won his 16th world championship. Tying the record set by what wrestling icon? Yeah, locked in. Oh, well, well, hey, how about you talk to me before you lock it in there, brother? <laughs> there is no talking. He, he is it's a resident wrestling answer. expert. Sure, hundred percent. I'm no, I'm a thousand percent sure. No, we're locked in. All right, ladies. Okay. Um, how many wrestlers can you just name? <laughs> uh, just at all. There was there was Goldberg, uh, okay. Andre the Giant. Nice. And the one that I actually have written down, which is the only answer I think is reasonable, is Hulk Hogan. Okay, so I wrote down the exactly the three wrestlers I know, which is uh, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and um, The Undertaker, which is something I remember. It's <laughs> a pretty good list. He is a wrestler. Yeah, those he are is three a wrestler. icons. For, yeah, for real. Hall of Fame. Uh, but for sure not. Like I was like into his persona. I thought it was cool. But... Um, <laughs> I so badass. <laughs> I would probably because he said like wrestling like icon. So I think Hulk Hogan's a good guess. And we both yeah. put it down. And you know he's an icon. He probably did pretty well. And I don't think that The Rock would have won like sixteen. No. Like, whatever it is that they won. Um, belts. Yeah. <laughs> something. Shiny something belt. Like Gift cards uh, to natural I, selection. I do know that I do know that Andre the Giant was the first person inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, but, cool. Um, I didn't know that. I mean, that his greatest achievement will forever be the Princess I, Bride to me. So oh, I know. I know. So good. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'd be okay. down to say Hulk Hogan. Okay. Um, let's do that. We're going to lock in with Hulk Hogan. All right. Okay. My locked-in answer before I got Jonathan's okay on it was uh, Charlotte, North Carolina's own Ric Flair. And the correcter answer is the correcter answer. <laughs> so it's more writer than the other one. <laughs> he fell English. That's impossible. <laughs> no, I was thinking I was going to say his his theme his kind of theme thing, but I, my brain's still not working. The correct answer is Ric Flair. Yes. Thank oh, goodness. Man. Dang. Woo! Never heard that you, person in my life. After the fourth round, the scores are eighty-two for Sally and Sabrina to eighty. For Chris and Jonathan. And even though I got it right, Ooh. Jonathan's still annoyed with me. <laughs> <laughs> Your first question in the round is in the category, it was my understanding 
No. There will be no math. No. Uh, no. Yes. How do you follow up a chemistry question with a math question and just sandwich Ric Flair in between? <laughs> look, you did not a literature question, okay? So just deal with it, okay? Oh, not math. Anything but math. In geometry, what is the name for a straight line that touches but does not cross a curve? Straight line? Duh. <laughs> Well, he's got a point there. <laughs> I can't really I'm argue looking for a specific term relating to that. Can't line. really argue with that kind of logic. <laughs> what geometric term defines a straight line that touches but does not cross a curve? So what you're telling me is that a straight line mm-hmm. is not a geometric term? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I think I can lock in on this. Okay, I trust you. All right, so they're locked in, Jonathan. Well, luckily for you, it's not a straight line. I'm, I'm so confused. I thought he said it's a straight line. <laughs> what are you talking about? He I'm said it's a straight line. The it's a straight line. Question. Right, so a geometric term is a straight line. Stop with that. Yes, sir. Stop. All right, I'm stopping. So, I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, you yeah. still don't know the answer? No, no, no idea, right? I, I'm put in the mind of trigonometry more than geometry. Now, trigonometry might just be more advanced. You, you have so many excuses. Science, it's biology, but it's not chemistry. These Can, so, we, can, so. can we talk, please? <laughs> you know, math and me, we're not, we don't get along. So everyone who's listening, just forgive my ignorance, okay? I'm just trying to get to something that sounds reasonable. Is this one of the terms like secant or cosine or sine or tangent? I thought that was part of a uh, like an algebraic formula. No, those are trigonomic functions. Okay, but I think uh, I just know trigonometry. Be, I just know they can be found on a calculator. Yes, trigonometry and if in trigonometry classes when you would use those. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. But this is geometry, right? So I mean, and that's dealing. Trigonometry deals with lines. It, it's very similar to geometry, but it's more advanced. Okay. So I've always considered it. I've always considered like calculus and algebra two to be extensions of algebra one. Okay. I always considered trigonometry to be like the next step up the geometry tree. That makes perfect sense. Okay. okay. So, so I think it's going to be one of those. Okay. Okay. That's the best I got. That's, well, that's, that's where my logic stops and we're guessing. It's better than mine because I would have written straight line. It would have been hard to argue with straight lines. Exactly. Um, so I think if if I'm guessing out of these, I think it's going to be either secant or tangent. And tangent to me, when we talk about it in terms of language, a tangent is something that extends out from the main point, right? So okay. if the main point is the arc, then the uh, the tangent could be the straight line that touches but moves away from, perhaps. Okay. Just choose your best guess and... Let's move on because that's n- math is not mine. That's why I was moaning not once, not twice, but fourteen times. And still um, pretty bad at math. It was actually three. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you want to be accurate, anyway, uh, it's not an Excel spreadsheet, so I definitely don't know it. I really, I just, yeah, I'm right. struggling at it. So, so we'll just take a stab in the dark, Ben, and we will say tangent. All right. So <laughs> that was a very good stab, actually. Um, because I took way too many geometry classes in college and, uh, the correct answer is, yeah, it's tangent. The correct answer is tangent. Nice job. That's my partner. (laughs) Yeah. Tangent line. If you think about a circle, a tangent line skims the edge of the curve, but doesn't cross through the circle. Thanks for that. That helped not at all. 
Yeah, a secant <laughs> line actually goes through the circle and connects two points on the circle to each other. Wow. So you think about like an arrow going through a heart, that would be like a, an example of a secant line. That was like guess built on guess built on guess to get to the right answer. <laughs> that was an inception well answer. It was great. Ugh. Well done, man. Well done. Your next question is in the category of history. The open circuit scuba was co-invented by Jacques Cousteau and what French engineer? I remember when I used to know the answers to Trivial Warfare questions back in the day. <laughs> I knew it was Cousteau, and then he blew it by saying his aunt, saying his name. We, we, we're just stretching our luck here, dude. <laughs> Roll the dice. We're locked in. I really have no idea, honestly. Can you? I mean, I was even having trouble naming one French engineer. So I, I put was, uh, Marconi, who's not French. Who's Italian? We like and to call them French engineers. Yeah. Uh, and then I put Otis, who's not French. <laughs> Otis, Otis, my man, Otis. Otis. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I don't know. I just wrote down kind of French names. I wrote down Bouchard. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, Bouchard. Lafayette. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Just one name, Pierre, you know, like, just like, like Cher, but French. He's just Pierre. He's just got one name. Yeah, yeah. I'm just drawing a total blank. I know, me too. Should we just do Marconi and, like, hope that he had, like, a French dad? And, oh, my God, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, the host is laughing answer? at you, so that might not be good. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh... He's laughing because he's so right. It's just oh. so crazy how, how, how right we are. <laughs> Really wild. Is it like some sort of like French automaker, maybe? Peugeot. Peugeot. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce that. Right or Peugeot or when I was a kid, I called it Peugeot. Peugeot. <laughs> Peugeot. It's pretty good. Uh, that's fine. All the other car makers I can think of are like Finnish or Japanese or Swedish. So let's do um. Do yeah. We do Peugeot. Really. Peugeot. All right. We'll lock in on Peugeot. All right. How about Gaston? (laughs) Honestly, dude, as soon as she said car maker, I thought, oh, man, Peugeot's a good answer. And then they say Peugeot. I'm like, crap, that feels like that might be right. Mm. So I think we have a much more Eiffel answer than that. That's bad. That that didn't even make any sense. (laughs) Eiffel awful. Oh, God. Awful. So, so anyway, we were trying to come up with French and ears, right? French and ears. The best that we could come up with, we figured Eiffel must have been an engineer, and it could have been like the very beginning of Cousteau's life and the very end of Eiffel's life. And so we said Eiffel. That's a good guess. The correct answer is Emil Gognon, G-A-G-N-A-N. Gognon. Or it's neither. <laughs> Never heard of that person. All right. Y- okay. In the words of Alex Trebek, no harm, no foul, uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. That was a hard question. That, that was, was super hard. Yeah. I want somebody to write in. I want. Okay, so if you're on the Trivial Warfare Army, I want you to let me know if you got that right. I want to know how many of our people knew Gognon. All right. Your last question in the round is in science. Science! Oh, my God. I'm so tired of science questions. (laughs) This was brought to us by Josh Winrick. What U.S. state was recently honored in the naming of the 117th element of the periodic table? Oh, God. We're locked in. All right. Ladies. 
Okay. I was just on the periodic table the other day at work. <laughs> just for the fun of it? Uh, just on it. in the patent office. No, just on it. Just on it. 116, I know, is being named after some some place in Russia. Okay. I don't know what 117 is being named after. Okay. And I feel I think, so bad. <laughs> I feel like we probably at least have like a 1 in 40 chance. Because, you know, it's not California because that already exists. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's not... I think we can agree it's not like Montanum. So like <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Connecticut. Uh, yeah. So basically I've written down, I don't know if it's like, do you know if it's like a solid or if it's well, like a so weird. So 116 is a noble gas. So 117 is going to be in the first, the first uh, group. So same, same group as like a, like hydrogen, like francium. And so they're like really big, big. Okay. Elements. So what I'm basically asking is like, should we pick like a mining state? Good question. Yeah, that I do not have an answer for. Okay. <laughs> um, the uh, things that I've written down was stuff like Massachusetts. Um, really? Yeah. Well, just because like Harvard and MIT, like I figured yeah. if it's going to be discovered someplace, like it might be there. That's um, a great guess. I really, I truly have no idea. Um, yeah, I do think it's a good. I, I was thinking too of like places where elements would be discovered like that, like universities and stuff um mm-hmm. i also more thought of, i don't this is probably less useful but i was like which of them have a nice ring to it i don't know illinois and massachusetts are good guesses for like their universities or their research um yeah. i just don't know how you would make that into an element name yeah i don't know someplace northeast would be my guess um okay maybe washington <laughs> washingtonium I <really> no <laughs> i was gonna say uh, have you heard anything recently i know because it probably would have come out of uw too so i would have known that yeah and to be honest that makes me more loath to put down illinois just because like if it had been northwestern i would have known yeah. and if it had been like you chicago i feel like i still would have known okay and florida all they do down there is you know space and mm. uh, swamps so should yeah, we do Massachusetts? Yeah, that I feel like that's the only one that I could say with any like more degree of confidence than any other state. So sure. let's do it. We'll lock in with Massachusetts. All right, Massachusetts. All right. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Wouldn't it? With it would Jonathan's be- current war on Massachusetts. I don't have a we had a peace treaty. Oh we do have a peace treaty. Yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't have a war with Massachusetts anymore. So I feel like I've run across this and there was a state that stood out to me. But I have no, I don't have any real confidence in it. It's just like when I tried to go through them, it's the one that grabbed my attention. And uh, it's fun to say Forrest Gump style. So we said Alabama, <laughs> Greenville, Alabama. <laughs> All right. The, um, the 117th element, the name of the element is Tennessee. Uh, wow. So the answer would be Tennessee. Tennessee. None of us even yeah. named it. What? Tennessee. I had that down Tennessee. Too. I Tennessee. Like, yeah, there are apparently a couple of research labs in the, in Tennessee that were um, instrumental to the discovery of this element, wow. which is why they named wow. it. That knocked Bill us around. Your nice. jokes are so <laughs> bad, dude. Dad jokes. So that's bad. a dad joke. It's not even. All right, so that's the end of the fifth it's, round. You're, you're like my wife trying to get a, a pan off the top shelf. You're reaching really hard, and you're not getting there. <laughs> But see, that was funny. See, <laughs> that's the difference. So anyway, that's the end of the fifth round. 
And Chris, that second question of the game with the two point bonus is really haunting us it right really now. It really is. Because at yes. the end of the fifth round, it is 92 to 90. And Sabrina and Sally are still in the lead. We haven't had a lead the whole game, dude. I think it's safe to say that Ben's winning the second half. He kind of is. Yes. (laughs) He really is. Nobody's getting anything. I think we've only gotten one right this whole second half. We've gotten two, and one of those was Ric Flair. (laughs) 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 All right. Your first question in the round, the category is cartoons. Cartoons. Ah, cartoons. (laughs) All right. What 80s cartoon was based around a multiracial family with diverse genetically engineered superpowers? What? That's the whole question? Yes. Can you repeat it I want the name of the cartoon. What 80s cartoon was based around a multiracial family with diverse genetically engineered superpowers? I watched a lot of cartoons in the 80s, Chris. So did I, Jonathan. Do you think Thundercats counts as multiracial? <laughs> no. <laughs> really? That's, that was good. Everybody, that was funny. Listen, everybody knows Panther is black. Everybody so. knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I have a guess, but it's a bad guess. Okay. Sure. I mean, sure. It's better. But they're not. Gen- it's Who not cares? Who cares? Just take your We got to end it. No. Yeah. Circle it. I don't want to circle that. No, yeah. circle that. Fine. At least we can make fun of Haji. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Chris. Are you guys locked in? We're locked in. Uh, All right. <laughs> oh, this question made me hate myself, dude. I, no, I, know, you I really me. did hate myself a little bit more for this. All right, ladies. Oh, oh man. Oh, this good. is rough. Glad. I, I mean, I would say that we're at a disadvantage for being born post-90, but like, I feel like... Like, we are definitely we're not the only ones with problems. Yes, the only person True. answering this True. is Ben. Hard. <laughs> so I was oh. born in 76. He was born in 74. We watched yeah. every cartoon in the 80s we would have seen. Yeah. I thought it's I did. not coming. I thought I did. I'm humbled. So, okay, all I have I'm written humbled. down, I mean, I have some things that are just definitely not right. That, like, the only thing that I could think of that was multiracial that had powers was Captain Planet. I literally just... They're not a family. Like, it has Captain Planet written down, like, yeah. right there. <laughs> That's the only thing I have. <laughs> I know. I wrote down Captain Planet. And I then just I, want Ben to know, know if it's Captain Planet, I'm breaking. Want <laughs> 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 you to know, dude, because it's not a damn family. Really <laughs> noted. Oh, oh, yeah, right? oh like, I they're, 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 they're a family because yeah. of Captain <laughs> They have diverse powers. Yeah, exactly. They are uh, definitely multiracial. Yep. Yeah, no. Captain Planet is literally the only thing that I can think of that it's like. A multiracial animated cast with any like, sort of power. I know. I'm like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like maybe they were different races, but you can't tell because they're turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it's Splinter. Splinter. It's multi species. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, do we just want to put Captain Planet? I think we just have to put Captain Planet. I think that's our least ridiculous guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay. with that. We're gonna unlock Captain Planet. All right, so the Uh, very first thing Chris wrote down was Captain Planet, and I said two things. A, they're not a family. B, I asked, are they genetically engineered, or did he give them their powers? And you said what? They gave them those powers. He gave them their their powers. So not genetically engineered. Correct. So if it's Captain Planet, like I said, I'm going ape. 
We listed. Please down. let it be Captain Planet. This could be awesome. We listed down everything we could think of, dude. We went. I mean, obviously, we had our GI Joes and Thundercats and Transformers, and there's not any of those. Well, and then we went Snorks, sil- Silver and Silver Hawks, and the Smurfs, <laughs> and freaking are those words? Mask. These are real cartoons. They're listing Mask and the Herculoids and Batman and and finally. Just because we were tired of thinking, yeah. Chris wrote down Johnny Quest. And we're like, well, Haji's yeah. definitely not white, so yeah. we, well, at least also, we got I the mean, multiracial. Well, that you had you had the two gay dads. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so it's just. I mean, <laughs> that's what they should have named yeah. the show. <laughs> my my two dads, brilliant. No, <laughs> they already made dads. my two dads. I, like the, I just want to point out that gay is not a race. I just want to make that like. No, clear. but I'm just <laughs> no, fit. but there are multi races in there. Gotcha. But it was ahead of its time, technically. <laughs> gotcha. I got you. That's all I was trying to say. I got Look, you. jerk. <laughs> all right, jeez. Ben so trying anyway, to check me out of his bus. We have literally no idea what the oh answer is. We gosh. said Johnny Quest. Yes. All right. So the correct answer. Um, created by Ted Turner is Captain Planet. What? Oh, I call shenanigans. Break some stuff. <clears throat> there was no family. There Chris, was not, there was the, not genetic what's the, what's power. What's today's date? Today's 2017. What's today's, what's today's date? It's April 1st, 2017. April oh, Fool's, oh. baby. <laughs> He was literally he was literally about to break things. He wasn't kidding. Oh he was God. about to get it from his desk oh, and destroy was, something valuable. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, what is it? Don't tell me it's Johnny Quest. Oh. It's not Johnny Quest. Yeah. Okay. Alright. It really was. I was like, hold on, I gotta get back here. So when you guys still laughing. <laughs> all right ben what's the answer to this damn question this, now so this is one of my f- you've, made, you've hurt their feelings though, this was one of my favorite answer. cartoons of all time really the, the have you ever heard of the cartoon the bionic six no no nobody's heard of that no ran no. for three seasons on usa no um, it was actually it was a family so they had the it was a mother and father and they had two natural children they adopted a black teenager and they adopted a um, Asian teenager. I think he was. Was it a black guy and an Asian girl? It was an Asian guy. Oh, you were close. I was so close. You were close. <laughs> Originally, only the dad was bionic because he worked. He was like a spy and like a pilot, and he had powers. But then something happened where they had to give the rest of the family powers in order to save them from radiation or something like that. So all of the different characters had different superpowers. And what I love so much about it was. That they broke the stereotypes because you would because they had a character that was good in sports, but that wasn't the black kid. The black kid was actually the the one that was super smart, and that, that's what drew me to that cartoon is because the black kid was the smartest one in the family. So, but uh, it's cool. one of my favorite cartoons of all time, and that's also cool. that theme song is amazing. This we are a family. It's such yeah. a, a cheesy '80s theme. Oh, oh my man, god, that's great. dude, that's great. Ben, you're killing me. I know. Your next category is in movies. This is a tri-bond. Okay. I love it. Name the actor that appeared in all of these films. The Fifth Element, Silver Linings Playbook, and Jackie Brown. So, Chris, have you seen Silver Linings Playbook? I have. Have you seen Jackie Brown? A long time ago. but Well, I tried well then we have a chance at this, because I can name damn near everybody in The Fifth Element. Really? So, we got a chance. Yes. All right, we're locked in. All right, ladies. Locked in. All right. Uh, so I've seen Silver Linings Playbook, and I've seen Jackie Brown. 
Um, I know that Nicholas Cage is in the fifth element, but it's not him. (laughs) Um, I think that it's Robert De Niro. Oh, interesting. Because he is, he's like Jackie Brown's friend in Jackie Brown. And then he's the dad in Silver Linings playbook. And he's the only overlap that I could possibly think of. Yeah. I couldn't Uh, think of, uh, who any other characters in Silver Linings Playbook other than Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. The only person from The Fifth Element I could think of was Chris Rock, who's definitely not in um, Silver is, Robert, is Robert De Niro in Fifth Element? Do you know? Um, uh, I don't know. I, probably. I've only seen it once, and it was a super long time ago. Um, but I, w- I would not put it past him. That seems like his kind of movie, like kind of silly. Um, yeah, because I, I know that he's in the other two. I know that 100% certain, so... Yeah. Oh, did I mix up? Is it Chris Tucker in the fifth element? I always mix up Chris Rock and Chris Tucker. Both named Chris. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with, um, yeah, let's just go with Robert De Niro. Okay. Yeah. Lock that in. Okay. Okay. So I started writing people down and the second name I wrote down was Chris Tucker and then Chris. Actually, you, you I wrote, wrote down, down Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock. And then you meant, yeah. you said, you mean this Chris yeah. Tucker? I was like, yes, I meant Chris Tucker. And then I asked you, is Chris Tucker in those other two? And you were like, yes and yeah. yes. Yes. So we said Chris Tucker. Wow. Yep. Oh, and oh, also oh, oh. remembering what, ben, I mean, and, and ladies, you don't know this, but Ben's favorite movie in the world is Friday. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so that there may be go. a tie-in. Yeah, exactly right. But God, you don't know if you're it. right yet, so. That's true. The correct answer is Chris Tucker. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> I did, it definitely, I knew when I wrote That's this question, bad. I didn't want to include okay. Friday and I didn't want to include Rush Hour because yeah. that would be too much of a giveaway. Yep. No, that was a good call. Yeah. Your last question before the final question is in literature. According to GuinnessWorldRecords.com, what person holds the record for the most published works in history? This is as of today. World so as of April Fool's Day, in other words. <laughs> right? Are you going to make a fool of us again, Ben? No, this, this is the actual answer. I'm All right. No, the the answer here is actually Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> the noted author. Prolific author, Captain Planet. Yeah. I hate the answer, but I think that's the best answer we got for our educated guests. All right. We're locked in, Ben. All right. We're not happy with it, but we're locked in. Okay. Okay. So I worked at a library for about five years or so in like high school, middle school and high school. And I remember talking with one of the librarians one day and there was one person who had written books that were not, not only did he write fiction, but he also wrote books that had been published in almost every single Dewey Decimal category. Whoa. Wow. And so that was Isaac Asimov. Oh, oh, I love that answer. I think that in addition to writing a lot of works of fiction, Mm -hmm. I think that he also published a ton of nonfiction. And he was the first name that popped into my head. And I think that I'm pretty sure that, like, I think he wrote something on the order of like 900 books. Dang, that's amazing. Yeah, the only ones I had down were like Stephen King... I was thinking of like those airplane type books and like James Patterson and Dean Koontz and like people who just churn them out. Um, but um, yeah, I like Asimov. I think it's a great answer. Let's do that. Okay, cool. We're going to lock in on Isaac Asimov. Man, if that, if what she said is true and it's uphills is 900, I'm going to be kind of kicking myself for not uh, pushing because Jonathan wrote Asimov on there. He wrote it. I mean, he was just like, that's a possibility. 
Uh, we have this running gag on the, uh, on the, on the show about James Patterson writes every fifth book that's, that comes out every year. And so he probably comes out, he, his name or co-authored is probably on like seven or eight books a year, at least the last 10 years easy. And it's just, it's crazy. And then I threw out Shakespeare as a possibility because Jonathan was talking about, well, is every poem and is every sonnet uh, considered a published work? And I couldn't give him that answer. I really don't know. Uh, but ultimately, we went back with the world's worst answer, which is uh, James Patterson. All right. So the, the, the correct answer, the record holder has 1,084 published works. And it is Mr. Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, oh my God. Hubbard? He came up for me, too. But I thought that was such wow. a ridiculous Whoa. answer. I could only think of like three or four books that he wrote. So I didn't think about I mean, that's why I, d- yeah, I didn't even mention him. they must He's- not have all been the size of planet Earth. Let me tell you, <laughs> that book was a good thousand pages by itself. Wow. Yeah, he's kind of like Tupac where he died like in the 80s and there were still books being published that he had written, but I guess never wow. published or being published posthumously after oh, he died. Does like every Scientology pamphlet count as a, <laughs> is he like, are they publishing stuff today and giving him credit as a writer? That's an interesting question. Um, the last published work by him was published in 2006, which would have been 20 years after he died. So yes. Wow. So wow. then, possibly. then it sounds like yes. It's a possibility. Then, yeah, they're they're crediting, they're including the posthumous. Wow! Things My goodness! Wow! Never would have I wonder how many Asimov wrote. I wonder how many. We had an Asimov question on the show a while back. I know it's north of five hundred, but I don't know the exact number. Okay. Well, unexpected twist at the end, guys. Really? At the end of regulation, Sally and Sabrina have ninety-two. Chris and Jonathan have 100 on the nose. It is 192. A lead going into the final for Chris and Jonathan. And Ben, what is our gauntlet category? Your gauntlet category today is Borders. The bookstore or geographic? Borders. (laughs) B-O-R-D-E-R-S. Borders. We're locked in. We're locked in. All right, ladies. Our wager Our is locked in. in. All right. Question one. Doctors Without Borders was started by French physicians who were working in what African country? Okay. We're locked in. Okay. Do you know this for sure? Like, do you know it cold? No. Okay. Um, I mean, do we could go with cold. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I do. She was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Okay. we're locked in. Okay. Question two, Ben. All right, question two. Of all the countries that border Russia, which country's border is the shortest? All right. After much debate and discussion, we are locked in. All right. Great. Okay. So, (laughs) this is freaking me out because Russia is so big. So Um, big. We are locked in. All right, Ben, last question. Pat Borders won the World Series MVP playing for what baseball team? Could you repeat that one more time? Yes. Pat Borders won the World Series MVP playing for what baseball team? So this is Major League Baseball, obviously. When I Chris, when I say that, he played for other teams, but I can't think of them. Okay. And I know that that team won World Series, and I know he played for them. No, I feel pretty confident. I just don't know exactly when. But I feel confident in you. Okay, so, so we're locked in. 
Okay. So it's not the Cardinals. Um, okay. It's not the Cubs. It's not the Yankees. It's not. Do you mean the world championship or uh, world champion Cubs? Oh, shut up. <laughs> not for much longer. <laughs> we are locked in. All right, Ben, this time read the question fully, and we will both give our official answers to each of them. Doctors Without Borders was started by French physicians who were working in what African country? So Chris and I, we, we really didn't have a good answer. No. And we didn't focus on the French part. But oh, yeah. we, I thought that Doctors Without Borders was started as a result of the AIDS epidemic. I thought. And we were trying to name the country that was most impacted by the AIDS epidemic. And the best we could come up with was the Democratic Republic of the Congo. So that's what we said. All right. So we really focused on the French part of that question and hmm. went with a French speaking northern African country that had been through a lot of conflict. Uh, so we went with Algeria. Okay. All right. Um, I neglected to mention that this question was brought to us by Philip Sanford. Hey, Phil. Thanks, thank Philip. You, Philip. Actually, I think thank he prefers Philip. Philip. So thank you, Philip. Thank you, Philip. Philip's one of our North Carolina guys. Nice. All right. Your next question uh, is, of all the countries that border Russia, which country's border is the shortest? So for our, for us, this was the hardest of the three questions. Yeah. Even question. though the last one was super hard. But uh, there's, there's a good 16, 17 countries that border Russia and... I think we, we named half of them, though. We, if I could have proven that Luxembourg bordered Russia, it would have been easy because we would have gone with that. But I don't think it did. And so we ended up in the Baltics, and we chose Lithuania on a random draw. All right. Mm, yeah, we ended up in the Baltics as well, and we picked Estonia just because we felt it was um, pretty small. It probably is smaller than Lithuania. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is smaller in Lithuania, but the border. Yeah, you never know, know, right? Yeah. The tendrils. Yeah, it's all about those tendrils. And Ben, last question. Last question is Pat Borders won the World Series MVP playing for what baseball team? I love the fact that it was a baseball question. What did you guys say for this one? Oh, you said White Sox. The White Sox, okay. So I'm familiar with Pat Borders. He's a backup catcher, and he spent a lot of years with the Toronto Blue Jays. So I don't know if he was there when they won the World Series in 92-93, but it's as good a guess as any, so we said the Blue Jays. And I trust him. So your answers are, uh, question one, um, that country was Nigeria. Oh. Nigeria. Wow. On my list. Yep. Uh, Question two. I actually looked this up to verify. The terrestrial border is 11 miles, and the maritime border is 12 miles. The answer is North Korea. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't even realize that they bordered. Nice. Holy cow. It, it's, a, it's a tendril for sure. It's definitely a tendril. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was a tendril. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. And uh, the question three, the answer is the Toronto Blue Jays. We got one. <laughs> nice job. Yay. But now it comes down to the wagers. Shame. All right. So we'll we'll tell you what we wagered first. Uh, In fact, we wrote down something very specific. Yes, we did. We we didn't take long. Jonathan made a very valid point. I said, quote, unquote, Ben's (laughs) questions have been underlined hard. (laughs) And we should go zero. And so we wagered 
zero. zero. <laughs> All right. Nice. All right. So you end with a score of 100. All right, ladies. Yeah. In so. contrast, <laughs> we wagered everything. Yep. Uh, so we have zero. <laughs> you didn't just do it. You didn't just wager everything, though. You did it with style. What was the style yeah. you were going for when you bet it? Oh, Alex Jacob. His, his bet it all. It's just, just we'll bet, bet it all. Yeah. <laughs> They're all in. All right. So the final score. Chris, we pulled off a miracle, baby. We really did. The final score, Chris and Jonathan with 100, Sally and Sabrina with zero. <laughs> it is the win, Man. baby. Good we'll job. Take it. But I will tell you this, you guys are amazing. Um, just the fact that you guys graced our little show by coming on, we oh, appreciate it very much. Little show? Little show. <laughs> little, you're hurting my feelings. We're big fans. We're happy to be here. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay, didn't know that. Absolutely. That's awesome. This is a great time. Woohoo! Yeah. Thank you guys. So now, little show. But he... <laughs> your face um, by being on the show you are our warheads of the week Yay! so we got that going for us Yay! off our little show <laughs> I got a little I got a little show for you dude alright and uh, do you have time to stick around while we read a couple of reviews yeah sure, sure. okay so our first review of the day is by Subatomic Cowboy <laughs> Subatomic Cowboy says, a great listen if you want to brush up on your trivia skills for the next round of pub trivia, or if you want to feel smart by yelling, she was the youngest person to win the Nobel Peace Prize, you big dummy, (laughs) Uh, at your iPhone. So, a good old time. That was by Subatomic Cowboy. Thank you, Subatomic Cowboy. Say that three times (laughs) turned into uh, He turned into Fred Sanford for a second there. Thank you. We have a review by AC Thomas Dash St. Paul. And AC Thomas Dash St. Paul says, Been listening my way through the back catalog since I first heard about the show when Vivek thanked them for helping him with his Jeopardy practice. Thank you, Hmm. Vivek. Awesome. Uh, The banter and the questions are top notch and remind me of my happier times playing pub quiz as well. I've been so pleased with the product that I signed on to Patreon. So keep up the good times. Is it possible to be both Team Ben and Team Carmella? And hmm. the answer is actually yes. If they have hashtag both of those, then the, both of you get credit. There you go. Right. So the answer to that is yes. Nice. And the last one today is Pug Lover 19. <laughs> Pug Lover 19 says a useful time waster. Uh, oh, hey. I don't know. Hey. You just called it a little show, dude. We are a little show. Uh, I was thrilled to find this podcast recently after becoming instantly enchanted with pub trivia. The questions are a reasonable difficulty, usually. <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, Ben. Looking at you, Ben. Uh, the various guests and hosts are engaging, and the backlog is large enough to supplement my Jeopardy training for quite a while. I implore every man, woman, child, alien, household pet, and ferret to give it a listen. Wow. We are huge with the ferret population. <laughs> we really here. are, I yes. Mean, there you go. You got that. And the naked mole rats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And we have some Trivial Warfare Army promotions to announce. First up, it is a married couple. Danielle and William Fields have both come in as captains. Danielle had actually started uh, as a lower rank earlier. So this is a promotion for her. And for William, it is a new setup uh, together. They are captains, so thank you to William and Danielle Fields. I'm going to bet that you guys are going to want to play together at some point, so that should be a lot of fun. 
We also have a new captain, Sean Cauley. Sean, welcome to the club, man. I've been waiting for you. Glad you could finally join us. <laughs> and last but not least, we have a new captain, Erica Johnson. Erica, thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. If you want to support the show, you can do that by going to www.patreon.com forward slash TWA. And uh, you can see the different ranks and the different tiers when you're on Patreon. And just give the amount that you feel comfortable with. Whatever you think that we've earned from you, then that's what I would suggest thinking about. And remember, no pressure. If you don't think we've earned it, then you shouldn't give it. And I think it's about time to wrap it up. But before we do, I just want to congratulate again Josh Winrick for being the winner of our first quarter prize. And Josh, I'll be reaching out to you shortly. In fact, you might even, if possible, you might even be inserted into this episode. We're going to see if that can happen. Oh, there you go. That'd be cool. All right, Chris, why don't you get us out of here? All right, Sally and Sabrina, thank you very, very much. You guys are awesome. We really appreciate you very much. Oh, you bet. A lot of fun. Thank you, guys. All right. We had a great time. Ben? I think actually it was another one for Ben today. Yeah. So yeah, Ben <laughs> took over that second half and uh, yeah, wax poetic on us. So well done, Ben. No problem, man. All right. So if you want to get a hold of Jonathan, you can at trivialwarfare at gmail.com. Again, that's trivialwarfare at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of me to send me a warm it up Chris question like Andrew Brown did today, you can send it to warm it up Chris at yahoo.com. That's all one word. It's warm it up Chris at yahoo.com. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at TWALiterateur at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you want to reach out to Carmela, she is at TWAFirstLady at gmail.com. All right. And until next time, that's Sally, that's Sabrina, that's Jonathan, that's Ben. My name's Chris, and this, my friends, is Trivia Warfare, where it's not just trivia, it's war. Take care, everybody. Bye. Hashtag Team Chris. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Trivial Warfare. To learn more about the show and become a warhead yourself, visit TrivialWarfare.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or in any other good podcast app. And find us on Facebook or Twitter by searching Trivial Warfare. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. If you need help with your podcast, find it at ProPodcastingServices.com. I think that the opium wars were lasted for a longer period, but I think that they were closer to like 100 or 150 years. Okay. As opposed to like 700. Right. Like at that point, just like give them opium, like stop fighting. (laughs) (laughs) At that point. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, Hey guys, I know you got guns and all. Do you just want this here? Can we just give you this? We done now. this is the thing is like Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, and Kyrgyzstan, I feel like all have like really weird shapes and they have kind of like tendrils that like might touch Russia like a little. <laughs> so like, just like a light tap. They're um, actually known as the bionic six. They got the tendrils <laughs> after being genetically engineered. Oh, Ben's Ben's uh, done. I'm choking him. <laughs> Ben's done. <laughs>